0: Carissa, welcome to the Life of KG. Thank you for joining me. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me.
0: You're so welcome. All the way from Australia, which I absolutely love. Whereabouts?
1: I am in the Gold Gold Coast hinterland, so
0: like the mountains up behind the Gold Coast. Uh, I was in the Gold Coast. I can't say it now either. Um, (laughs) (laughs) About six years ago and absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. Um, So, give us a little intro and tell my listeners what you do.
1: Yeah. So, what I do now is I specifically help salon owners in lots of different, you know, salon industries. So, like hair, beauty, skin, um, you know, injectables, cosmetic tattooing, all of the above um, to grow their businesses with social media marketing. Um, I specialize in Facebook ads and boosted posts. Uh, but I also teach people how to set up their business to run without them in it because, uh, my past business when I was in my twenties was, I started a little beauty business at home and, it was before Facebook even existed. There was only MySpace at the time. This is showing my age. Um, but I used MySpace to grow it really, really quickly. And then Facebook came out and then Instagram came out. And I just did the exact same thing on all of the platforms. Um, and I actually ended up with like three shops within three or four years of starting that business. And I had all of the shops running without me in them. I just did the social media marketing from home or cafes or in one of the shops or wherever I wanted to be. Um And yeah, then I started getting just heaps of people asking me what the hell I was doing. (laughs) Like, How did I do that? Why was my social media so busy? How was I booked out? How didn't I work in my businesses? And for me, I just thought it was like, I didn't question it. I was just like, oh, this is just what you do. Like, you know, um, turns out a lot of people don't do that. So um, yeah, I started teaching and just sharing everything that I was doing. And then that just organically became coaching and courses and I've been doing that now for almost 10 years.
0: Wow because I think I, I must have took a course of yours maybe 10 years ago.
1: Yeah I've been doing it a long time now.
0: <laughs> yeah I remember and I, I can't I can't remember because it was obviously so long ago but I remember because obviously a time difference I'd be up in bed under my covers and just like studying everything that you taught us. <laughs> like, oh, yeah because yeah, I used to get a lot it. of
1: Lot of live streams and I tried to be really considerate of people in the US and the UK and try and pick times like this because I knew you'd be awake yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I love that so do you still have the salons or not
1: no I sold them when I started I started coaching when I still had the salons mm. um I sold some of them off individually and then I sold the entire business to one of my staff members um she, like she was the best one she just ran it all like anyway so she did like a vendor finance thing and took it over um but it was actually really sad because after like a year and a half she closed it because she had some personal stuff going on and I was like oh (laughs) Oh, Um, but you know that's what happens sometimes when you pass your baby on someone it's theirs now um but yeah no I started coaching and then couldn't do both and Mm -hmm. wanted to just do coaching I liked it better so
0: yeah yeah definitely so what was your background before coaching and the free salons like what made Mm -hmm. you get into beauty in the first place
1: I don't know Um, (laughs) it's interesting story because I was a massive tomboy growing up like I literally like my parents just did not introduce me to anything beauty At all, and I had no friends that were into it. I was like wearing, you know, skate shoes and baggy pants, the whole Avril Lavigne kind of thing. Um, didn't know how to do my hair. Like, yeah, only put on makeup when I was out of school. Like when someone showed me, and I sucked at it. And I think it was I was working as a graphic designer at a signage and print company, so that was my first full-time job. I actually learned a lot about business. Like, you know how you work for someone else's small business and you Mm -hmm. see how they do things. So I think. Working for them put the seed in my head that if you own a business, you don't work in it, because they always just trusted me to open up the shop and run the whole thing and close up the shop. And like, I basically ran their business for them as the employee. The owner was hardly ever there. He popped in sometimes. And so when I started my business, I was like, oh, well, you know, if you own a business, you don't work in it. You just (laughs) hire people. Um, But I think, getting into the beauty industry. I've always been very, very pale. Like I'm just a very white person. I don't tan in the sun at all. My background is like English and Scottish. Um, and I was always jealous of other girls that had really nice tans. And so when I finally had my first spray tan, I was just addicted, um, started getting them every week. And then that's when I was like, I think I love this. And then I got hair extensions and I was like, oh my God, and like, I feel so pretty. Um <laughs> And then, yeah, the lashes and, you know, everything kind of adds on. I'm just like, oh, my God, it makes me feel so good about myself. Um, And so that's when I'm like, I need to share this with other people. I need to do this as a job. Like, it's nice.
0: Yeah, I love that. And then I guess from that, did you start mobile and then start your salon? Did you go straight into salon?
1: I started at home. So I never did mobile, but I was renting a house and I had a tiny little room downstairs. It was just a little spare room off the side of the garage. It was so dodgy. I literally decorated, like went to one of those $2 shops and something. I had no money when I first started as we all do and like just had some fake plants and some stick-on tiles on the floor and like pink everything from the start. Um, Lots of posters of just like, you know, girls in bikinis and stuff like that because that was a whole kind of look <laughs> we were going for. <laughs> um, Yeah, and just grew. I never took out a loan or anything. I just worked and then reinvested my money into um, more you know improving things as I went and um, yeah over the first the first shop about a year after I started it from home.
0: Did you find because I've had multiple salons as well at the same time did you find transitioning from one to two was more difficult than two to three or? No, I
1: actually found two to three was harder Um, only because yeah you're just like spreading yourself a little bit thinner. And I found I did have quite good systems in place. Cause I just, yeah, from the start, I was like, Oh, well, I just need to make like an instruction manual for everybody to follow and everyone, everything's in there. But I think it was just managing more people um and spreading myself like quite thin across them and having to like go to the different stores to have meetings and stuff like that. I did find kind of challenging, but overall, overall it was quite good. As long as I had good team members, you know, we all have those few very challenging ones (laughs) that do all the wrong things (laughs) had some really not like yeah people you know got lied to stolen from they tried to you know take all my clients and start their own business all of that kind of stuff so Mm,
0: yeah been there done that (laughs) still doing that (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you have a team now or are you happy being solo
1: Okay, I did. like So pre-COVID, I had 11 staff members of my online business. I had 300 clients across my courses and programs. And then simultaneously, I had a second baby. Uh, COVID happened and I separated from my husband. So it was like a lot (laughs) going on in that year. And I kind of scaled back purposefully and also just organically because so many of my clients had to close their salon. So they had to stop coaching. They had to leave the courses. I actually started an advertising agency in that period because I'm like, well, what do people want and need right now if they don't want a course? Turns out people wanted someone to just do their advertising or work on their marketing behind the scenes to get ready for when they got to reopen. So I took that opportunity and started the marketing agency. I built that up and sold it um, just last year actually But um, no, now I only have two team members and they're both um, like part-time virtual assistants and it's working so nicely. So um, I think I'm growing quite quickly again now. I'm going to need to bring on another person, but I've kind of liked just having it just nice and small
0: yeah I bet that's nice especially after managing like so many teams and so many different people and personalities it's just nice to like (laughs) sometimes I do think wow I wonder what that would be like like just being with me and a couple of others rather than a huge team
1: it's really nice (laughs) (laughs) it's actually lovely like (laughs) as long as you have really lovely people and like yeah my assistant's fantastic so um yeah, she even this morning, like she gets up early and she's like, you've got a podcast. I'm like, thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. So you specialize in like the way people come across on their socials, right? So their word in and what they're saying to clients.
1: Yeah. So I think one of the things that, um, I mean, I've studied a lot. I'm always like taking courses, learning, working with mentors and things myself. Um, But one of my favorite parts of marketing is copywriting. So I love words. I just love writing. Um, I have ad ideas pop into my head in the shower when I'm driving, when I'm talking to people, like I'm just naturally always writing ads in my head. Um, Don't know why, but that's just how it is so i really love to one of like my membership program for people that don't know how to write their own ads or seem to struggle with it like they can just use ones that i've already written so i basically just turned a lot of my ads that i've I've tested them like and they've worked for other salons and then i turn them into a template and then people can you know sign up to that and just to use the template for their own services use their own photo use it in their local area um but yes, it's a lot of successful social media marketing comes down to how like one having the right people following you. It's so important. You have to have an audience of actual ideal clients, like that want your business and that also like kind of align with your brand. So you've also got to have a brand that attracts the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to have yeah high quality images, of course. But more importantly is what it is that you're offering to them and how you're communicating that. So. You know, what What most people do is they just focus on taking nice photos of their work and they put that out there. They don't really know what to say with it. They just put a bunch of hashtags. Sometimes they boost it. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've really got to know, well, who am I talking to? What's going on inside their heads and their life? What do they need to see? Why do they want this treatment? Why do they need this treatment? And how can I communicate that to them in a way that's going to make them stop, pay attention, read it, and then message me immediately? Mm-hmm. So... What, there is definitely say, an art to it.
0: Yeah. What would you say the biggest mistake that you see all these beauty professionals doing?
1: Yeah, I think mistake. The biggest mistake that I see is sometimes just image quality. Like a lot of people, or they don't know what to take images of. Um, some are really good at it. Some people like, you know, brows and lashes. Their pictures are fantastic. Um, with skin, it's a little bit harder sometimes because. Facebook doesn't like you to boost posts if it's got a before and after of skin or like body treatments. So you've got to get kind of tricky with it. And you can boost posts on Instagram that are a carousel. So you can do like a before and then like swipe to see the after. But then instead of just saying what the treatment is, what the price is, what the ingredients are, you have to kind of make it like interesting for the reader. So that's the key. Like it either has to be educational or it has to be entertaining, it has to be telling a story. Like, so one of my skin clients who had this older lady um, who got this, I can't remember what treatment she had, but some amazing face treatment. And her she just looked like 10 years younger. It was amazing. And But she, like, smokes a pack of cigarettes a day, drinks whiskey every night, and she has that kind of, like, personality. She's like, I don't give a fuck, (laughs) you know. And so instead of just, she could have just used the before and after picture, and it would have been just like, oh, yeah, another before and after picture. But I was like, no, ask that lady if she's okay to, like, share a bit of her story, personality, and lifestyle in the information that goes with that, because that's relatable. If other people see that and they're like, oh, yeah, I smoke and drink, but I can still look good, then like, yeah, I'm coming in for that facial. So, you know, you have to have information that actually allows your audience to identify with, you know, your clients or you or, um, yeah, like see themselves having your service done basically if that makes sense
0: yeah definitely you mentioned about boost in post do you find that boost in post work or i sometimes i hear that boost in post now don't work and you have to do the whole ads properly Mm -hmm. what, what do you say
1: I say anyone who say boosted posts don't work are not doing them properly because (laughs) they work so well. But once again, it comes down to it's not about the like both of them work. You can set up ads in Ads Manager and run them everywhere and do retargeting and pixels and like all of the fancy stuff. And you can just boost posts if you're someone who likes to keep it simple. Um, You know, I boost posts on Instagram still. I just boosted three last week or the week before and I got like 200 new followers. I boosted one for $30 and I sold a $3,000 course. So they work. (laughs) It's just what it is and who it's in front of. So it has to be the right thing in front of the right person and it has to, yeah, communicate with them in a way that makes them want to take action. Like that's that's the key.
0: So definitely play around with Boosted Post then. Do you teach all of that as well?
1: Yeah, 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 that's literally what I do. So there's this copywriting formula, if anyone wants to go and research it, called AIDA, A-I-D-A, and It's basically stands for attention, interest, desire, and action. So if your posts, when you're writing the post that goes with it, if you can get their attention in the first line, create some interest in the second paragraph, desire for the service, like based on the results and emotions and what it will do for you in the third section, and then action, you have to tell them what to do. And a lot of people also say, like, you know, go book online. But sometimes that's not what people want to do. Sometimes they want to message you to inquire. Sometimes they want to message for a quote. Sometimes they want to comment if they're interested. Like you've got to play around with different Mm. um, call to actions as well to find out what your audience actually wants to do.
0: Yeah, it's just, I guess, playing around, isn't it, see what works Um, for you. I guess what works for someone else might be slightly different. But, yeah, just playing around with the word in.
1: And also different services, like, you know, people that promote Brazilian waxing, people aren't going to comment on that and say, I want a Brazilian wax, but they will private message you or they'll book online without talking to you. So you've got to understand, like, yeah, what your clients actually want to do.
0: Definitely. Let's talk about money because I know I see on your posts that you're happy to talk about money and obviously everyone wants to make more money that's why we're in business what would you say is your best advice for those that are listening to boost their incomes at the moment in their businesses
1: okay it's all to do with I think it's just attitude and willpower when it comes down to it a lot of people actually do know what they're doing they're just not doing it Um, or they're scared or they're self-doubting or they're overwhelmed, they're confused, they don't know what direction to go in, so they just kind of go around in circles, do nothing, feel flat, feel like, yeah, don't have a path to follow. So I think the first step in increasing your income is to get very, very clear on exactly what you want to do and set a specific goal, like very, very, very specific. So instead of saying, oh, I want to make an extra two grand this month, like break that backwards down and say, well, how many eyelash extension refills do I need to do to reach that? Or how many full heads of foils do I need to reach that? And then, you know, if that's, you know, 10 full heads of foils, let's say, if you're a hair salon, um in a month, then break it down to like, well, how many do I need a day? How many do I need a week? Now I need an ad running promoting foils, or now I need to reach out to all of my clients who need their regrowth done and see if they want to make an appointment. Like once you know exactly clearly what the result, like what the goal is, then your mind will naturally come up with strategies to actually reach that. So, but if you keep it vague and unclear, you're just going to stay feeling like that. So Yes, mm-hmm. advertising works, reaching out to existing clients works, posting offers on social media works, but you do have to specifically know, like, who am I who am I targeting? Who am I trying to get in and, like, what do they want and how can I offer that to them?
0: Mm. I think lots of people in our industry worry, like, oh, I need more clients, I need new clients, but actually forget about the existing ones they might have had over the years. How Would you have any tips of how to reconnect with them clients that, they've already had through their doors before because it's so much more expensive to gain a new client, right?
1: Mm, Yeah. That's, it's such a huge, that's such a massive, um, I wouldn't say problem, but just like a situation. And the reason why people always want new clients is literally just because like it's a dopamine hit. So (laughs) everyone's like, new, new, new is better. But, and you know, maintaining what you've already got is doesn't feel as exciting. It's kind of boring. It's not a thrill, so that's why a lot of people want new. Um, but yes, maintaining your existing client relationships and, and like really focusing on rebookings and getting people back in the door is actually going to grow your business so much faster. And that's why my business grew so quickly from one to three shops is because almost every client kept coming back. So it's just like, oh, this salon's full now of repeat business. Like I can't take on any more new clients. So I have to open another one. Um so you, ha- you really, ha- I actually created a course on that a few years ago called Put the Damn Plug In because it was like, you know, you're trying to fill up a bathtub with the plug out if you're just wanting new clients all the time. Like, and Definitely. it's all about customer retention. But strategy-wise, um, if you've got a lot of clients that haven't been in for a long time, Don't try to send them like a, we miss you. Here's a special offer thing. Do not send them a special offer at all. Like people can feel your intentions. And I feel like when you do that, you're just saying, I just want you back in for some money. Like, so if you actually think about them as a person and you think about like what's going on in their lives, like, did they drop off just because they got busy, they forgot, they talked themselves out of getting the service done, like you don't know for sure. But if you just reach out personally through like an email or a text or you can send a bulk email out to everyone and just ask like, you know, hey, Katie, um, I was thinking about you the other day. I haven't seen you in a while. Just wanted to check in. How's your skin going at the moment? That's it. If she's interested in coming back in again, she's going to respond and be like, you know what, I've been thinking about making an appointment with you for ages like, or, you know, oh, it's not that good. What can we do about it? Um, you know, so you can do that with any kind of service. Um, but it's a really nice human caring way to reach back out to someone. Whereas I don't know about you, but I get texts from some of the salons that I've been to and I'm just like, oh my God, they're so salesy and cringe. Like, I do not want to respond to that. I do not want to buy from that. Like if it just said, Hey Carissa, how are your eyebrows going? Mm. Like Have they faded at all? I'd be like, um, yeah, actually, maybe I need a touch up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just being sold to, isn't it? No one wants to be sold to. If they feel yeah. like they're being cared about, then it's a completely different approach.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm.
0: So what's next for you then, like in business? What have you got coming up?
1: Um, Yes. What is next for me? I've always got things going on. So yeah, my membership with all of the app- add templates that I spoke about before. That's my main point of focus at the moment. I really want to grow that back up. I had 200 members in there a couple of years ago. I'm up to 121 now. So we're getting there. Um, Just keep getting more people into that because I love, um, there is like some people get amazing results um, from that. So it's really helpful. Um, I've just launched a new mastermind, which is more for like higher level entrepreneurs that yeah, have the salon That runs without them and they want to like kind of take it to the next level so people that are doing like 40 50k a month and they want to kind of double that um and i just yeah launch random little mini courses and workshops throughout the year when i feel like it as well
0: Yeah, we're so, very similar. Yeah. I've got the mastermind and the memberships and different yeah. courses and stuff like that. Did you find obviously with COVID the master not the mastermind, sorry, the memberships they dip a little bit, didn't they? And then
1: Oh yeah.
0: It's, it's, I've been hearing lots of people with memberships. It's been so hard, I'd say, lately now, where business is getting a little bit busier and then they'd like the the sense of community I feel like isn't as important like it was during COVID, but then I feel like it's so important to be in some type of membership around people.
1: Yes, I, I agree. Like I, even, I need it for myself. Like otherwise you just get so lonely as an entrepreneur and you can't talk to people about, you know, what's going on for yourself, um, unless they get it and they're on the same level. So, um, yeah, I agree. I try and really build a, you know, a strong sense of community with my programs, even with my, um, my mastermind, I'm hold, holding like dinners and lunches and stuff that people can come to to get around each other in person if they're local or if they want to travel, of course. Um, but yeah, I think that's really important. But yeah, a lot of people are finding that they're like, yeah, just focused more on like, I just want to grow now. I just want to, just want to grow, I just want to make money. <laughs>
0: yeah. And everyone's loving them in person events right now, aren't they? That connection again, like just being yeah. around people and bouncing ideas off it is powerful. Yeah. Definitely. So where can people connect with you if they want to drop you a message, find out more about your services?
1: Yeah. Um, probably Instagram. Uh, it's Carissa Hill Coach is my Instagram. And I have a Facebook group called Coffee with Carissa. And I do have a completely free ebook that's on my Instagram bio as well called Grow Your Business with Social Media that gives like a lot of the kind of tips that I've been talking about today in a bit more detail. So yeah, that's there for anyone too.
0: Perfect. So if if you go over and follow Carissa and download her ebook, and she has loads and loads of tips on her socials as well, which I absolutely love. Um, But it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you so much.